0: Welcome back to the Re-Engineering YouTube and podcast and welcome to episode 21. Uh, I am pretty happy. So um, I hope you've all had a lovely week. Uh, this week, uh, let's just do a quick catch up before we get into the main part of the episode. Um, this, if you are just joining for the first time, is the Re-Engineering YouTube and podcast uh, all about Porsche culture. Uh, there's four playlists Uh, Ren Builds, and this is the last uh, Ren Builds episode in my buying and selling of uh, my first couple of Porsches. Porsches, Porsche, I don't even know what the plural is of Porsche. Uh, Probably Porsche, actually. Um, So there's Ren Builds, there's Tech Talk, which is all about myth-busting popular misconceptions, particularly in the Porsche industry, uh, but broader across the general automotive industry as well. Waffle, which is uh, anything and everything. And then finally, Heritage, which talks uh, through all of the historic points of the Porsche brand. Um, they're shot out of sequence purely on the fact that they're when I can capitalize on someone's kindness and taking me through their car, typically last about 45 minutes, so they're full long-form episodes. Um, you can see one of those actually online. You can see a few of them. You can actually listen to a few of them um, on the podcast. But if you want to watch a couple, they are on the YouTube channel right now. On the YouTube channel um what I'm going to give you a so basically I put out three REM builds episodes the first one was um the three and a bit years that I'd had my 981 Cayman my first ever Porsche what that ownership experience was like um and the reasons why I was selling it the second one was collecting my 911 Carrera T um which was the first 911 I'd ever owned I'm the only 9-11 I ever rode. Um, and then the last one, which went out the uh, Sunday, this is being uh, recorded on Saturday the 11th. Um, so it went out six days ago. And at that point, at this point in time, we're recording actually. Drum roll. Um, 4,533 views in six days and a reach of 93,000 people. Um now, this is a relative, well, not relatively small. It is a small podcast and YouTube channel that's just getting started. So, um, and if you remember last week, I talked a little bit about um, something I was trying to set up that would have helped launch me as a person in the automotive scene, which didn't come off, and I was a bit disappointed about it. But it really kicked kicked me into gear of actually getting past the harvesting of content and thinking, you know what, it's important I get on and put stuff out. And as you would expect, the first video in that three, four, now four part series, because the next one's going out tomorrow. First one did a few views, second one did a few more, third one just went off the scale. So I don't know what happened, because I think they're all probably about the same in terms of quality, but it jumped like mad. Maybe it's a bit of a, um, I'd put them out at the same time each week. I don't know. I don't know. But um, but it was, it's generated tons of interest. Uh, yeah, 50 comments. I mean, these these are again. If you're small, this is this stuff that gets you out of bed and doing it, and makes you feel like all those kind of dozens. I mean, dozens and dozens of trips across the country to see people and see companies. Um, it starts to feel worthwhile when uh, when you start seeing those results come back. So I'm going to release the next one tomorrow. I was going to go into a tech talk or a, a heritage episode and take a bit of a break. But I feel like it needs that natural conclusion where it's going from like the buying of my 981 or sorry, the selling of my nine eight one all the through the nine eleven experience and back out the other end. Um and spoiler alert, this episode you're gonna hear about in a minute, is me buying back the nine eight one that I had originally. Um I've already talked about if you listen to the last episode, I've already talked about um why uh, I wanted to move back into a nine eight one as opposed to staying in a nine nine one dot two, nine eleven uh clarity and this is unbridled joy basically just overwhelmed so um i had a couple of comments actually about that video last week where people were like and even a friend said you know mate you didn't look that excited about picking your 911 up in that collection video and some almost like some suspicion around the fact that i wasn't even that i wasn't that happy Um, to collect it that wasn't the case at all it was purely down to the fact that it's really you know pretty new to this it's a bit of a stress when you haven't got a load of time and you want to get the shots right and you know back then when I was shooting this stuff I was doing like I don't know five or six takes per you know 10 second piece of you know content that I was putting out so I think It wasn't lack of excitement because I was absolutely buzzing for that car. It was purely down to the fact that I was just, um, yeah, probably a little bit fatigued and kind of stressed about actually capturing it all. And I think that came across. So um, there was another comment, actually. I'm I'm going to just have a look online now because I can see all this stuff. I said I was going to give somebody a shout out. And I want to do that. So let's have a quick look. Oh yeah okay so michael de ward sorry if i've butchered that michael um so michael's going to come on and do a your porsche story I-, I said to him based on his comment uh that he's welcome to come on the channel and he said yep so we're going to sort something out about that but he also said and this has come up before not the first time um hey i wanted to add my two cents i would recommend not apologizing so much i think you do fine i like your channel channel a lot uh the T collection video reminded me of my own experience three months ago when i bought my o4 gt3 my hands were shaking i couldn't think clearly i'm so happy that i didn't run into another car um yeah the the apologizing thing i, I and i've done it a few times in the you know in the what tw- would well, be 21 episodes now i think it's and i've kind of on, on the one hand i've apologized and then the next week i'll come back and say i'm not apologizing work life balance and you know, making sure that you do it in a kind of really manageable way, being, you know, a podcaster or a YouTube is really important. Uh, but then I still got on to apologise. I think it's that sense of I really want to put regular content out for people and there is an audience, as I've found out, four and a half thousand people have watched the last video. Um and I just feel like I want to make sure that I'm I get content out regularly. So there's a bit of sort of self-turmoil if I don't able I'm not able to do that for a million reasons um but yeah fair enough michael absolutely justified in what you're saying um I'm not going to apologize obviously now so yeah but so to wrap this little bit up anyway the the it's been a really exciting week seeing um seeing that stuff come through and and kind of seeing those figures go up every day you know huge jump on the day i couldn't believe it on day 1 because the previous video had done about 1800 views in total and I was amazed by that. I was I was super impressed by that. So for it to then kind of go from that to 4,500 views. And, and I was saying to somebody else yesterday, actually, when I was comparing my uh, views to um, similar channels, right? So when you're looking at your analytics on YouTube and YouTube Studio, you can see what your viewers watch as well. So that gives me a bit of an indication as to who else they're listening to and watching. Now, I thought, okay, well, let's have a look and see what they're channel views do in the same amount of time so 24 hours 48 hours a few days um, and even though I haven't got a huge amount of subscribers yet although that jumped massively this week as well um, I was out viewing some of the channels with 10 20 30,000 subscribers so wow you know like for me that gave me a really good um, indicator that it's just time and just putting the content out and i've and there's no shortage of that as i've told you a minute ago um so now it's just about kind of settling into the process of editing and getting it out each week which is why i'm recording this now and it is um yeah i know exactly what i'm going to record there's a whole thing about like when you're editing kind of editing to a story and i'm starting to understand what that means now i did a hand gesture then that you couldn't even see <laughs> that's so weird um yeah, so, and I know what the story arc should look like now and I'm looking at music that is more um, in line with that arc. You know, there's loads of bits and pieces in there that I think will make each episode better than the previous one. So I always love your feedback though. So please do, whether it's on Instagram, at UK over on Instagram, um, at Rengineering through Facebook and threads and TikTok and anywhere else basically. Or you can email me info at com. Or drop a comment in the comment section of any YouTube video or the podcast because the podcasts go out obviously on all podcast streaming services, um, but YouTube wants to push podcasting as well, so all of those podcasts go out um, on YouTube as well. So anyway, that's enough about the the uh, the video from last week and you know me being really excited about that. Um, a couple of other things though that, that happened this week. So track back to oh, God, it's probably three years ago now. I was at Barnsport Porsche, shout out to Scotty at Barnsport, um, and there, so Magnus Walker's STR2 um, that he built, I think 15 years ago now, it's a wicked piece of kit. I've not met Magnus yet, and I'm really keen to, um, but his STR2 is one of my favourite builds of his, his 964 is my ulti- ultimately my favourite, which is like a dark grey uh, with some 1552 Outlaw wheels really cool car but the str2 is is um a white g body sort of st backdate mix um and it's got blue bits and red bits and gold bits there's a kind of whole yeah loads of stuff basically yeah there's a whole host of different colors and you wouldn't think it would all work and i think they from memory the interior is black vinyl with some um some tartan and things like that going on and obviously the Bog standard prototipo. Everyone loves a prototipo um, steering wheel. So, and that car uh, um, was brought over to this country a few years back, and the guy that has owned that car for that few years has decided to put it up for sale. So, I managed to get a seat, you know, sitting it at Barnesport Porsche that three years ago, whatever it was, um, and, and I'd seen it on TV, obviously, or YouTube, lots, um, and then seeing it for the, in, the, in the flesh, in the metal. It was just phenomenal. So that's gone up for sale uh, on collecting cars. So whoever gets that car is going to get a rad bit of kit. It even comes with a, like a starting procedure, a bit of paper that, that Magnus had wrote, you know, handwritten saying this is how you start the car because it's a funky starting sequence. So um, so that's cool seeing that go out. Um, I hope it stays in the south, but, you know, it's going to go anywhere, isn't it? Probably not even necessarily in this country, um, given it's a left-hand drive car. So... Um, We've what else have we got? I'm I'm looking at the uh, Christmas period. I said this in the last episode, but I'll just repeat it for this one, um, in case you knew. There, so I went and did a um, French solo Alps road trip. So from the UK to down to Monaco, um, Can, uh, yeah, Col de torini Col de la bonnet the highest road in Europe um all on my own and absolutely loved it and i video directed a lot so those videos are going to go out or those episodes are going to go out across the christmas period so stay tuned for those we get into editing those pretty soon so i can really spend some time on them and kind of put out you know as, as cinematic as i can right within the skill set i have right now um shout out to ryan and melissa um the two uh students that have been helping me do this stuff that bless them. They've both gone off to do um, their studies again. So I'm back on my Todd. Um, but the, you know, their help has not been um, unrecognized, and it has really pushed me forwards. And uh, if nothing else, they give me a bit of feedback as to what I can do better. So you know, again, big shout out to those guys. Um, I was looking through all the content because I've filled up to four terabyte drives now. That's how much content I've got ready. Um, and there is lots of Bista stuff. So I'm going to do a love letter to Bista Heritage, I think, and put an episode together. There's I've got so much content that I can really put some really cool bits together for that. So um, that's going to be coming up as well. Um, Industry-wise, so the... And I'll, again, in the in the possibility that some of you listening will, um, or on YouTube will not necessarily know all the model designations for Porsche, I'm going to try and, where I can, break those down. So... The 991.2 spy photos have come out. So um, people that have been, you know, eagle-eyed have taken some scrappy photos of a black. Um, and, and what a 991.2, sorry, 992. God, that's bad, isn't it? I'm sticking, sticking with the 901 stuff. The 992.2 is the life cycle upgrade. So in the middle of a... What's <laughs> the heck? I've got a dying dog over here you right, bella
1: there
0: we go. so in the porsche lineup so every model that comes out um, for reference this is um there is a let's take the 991 because we're talking about my we have been talking about my 911 carrera t the 991 started in 2012 and ran through to 2017 2018. um about halfway through that and this happens with every modern porsche they do a dot two so the dot one is the earliest iteration so in this case 991.1 would have been 2012 onwards and then at 2016 or 2015 the 991.2 would have been issued so now if you fast forward to the modern day the 992 is the current generation 911 and the 991 no, sorry the 992.1 um is just on that point where it's changing into the dot two and that's the spy shots that have been released the dot two spy shots um i don't know if the front is the final version of the front it's freaking ugly (laughs) it's so ugly um i actually don't mind the look of a 992 i just think it's too big a car um something's happened and there's just it's just this bloated thing now for me i mean they're very cool still but they're they're too big um But yeah, there's these weird slats. I'm guessing they're semi-automated or vacuum controlled and they'll direct air to different, you know, either the brakes or the the air con condensers or radiators, depending on the temperature of the car, whatever, all those sorts of cool things. I'm sure there's a function behind it, but it just looks ugly. So they are spy shots, spy shots never do a car justice until you've, you know, got the paint, the right colors and all that stuff. But interesting to see that those um those shots coming out which indicates that we're about to see the start of the next lot um even if we've just had the the gt3 rs being launched and the especially the manti and the you know full upgrade pack that's only come out in the last six months or a year so it's fascinating to see that the dot two stuff's coming out um henry catchpole my uh, is he my absolute favorite Journey, car journo I would say just because he doesn't try there's no showing off there's no um, you know big waving hand gestures and you know stupid cliches he's just a really down to earth guy um, and he's gentle and soft and, and it's the way he talks about things is passionate but it's not it's not overdoing it it's not for, it's no, there's no clickbait with catchball. so I'm always a big fan of everything he does and he put out a video this week for Haggerty um on workshop five thousand and one and their nine eleven um and that was fascinating. He jumped into it saying he, think he, he he really found it his possibly his favorite um resto mod I don't know if that was Oh, it's hard to say, isn't it? There's so many amazing restaurant mods out there these days that um, and companies are really pushing the boundary of and they're really kind of personalizing them to their own flavor. Theon, Guntherworks or Singer or 911, Rensport. There's, um, you know, lots of companies out there now that are doing incredible work that's that's very definitely their their own style, right? Tuthill's another one, obviously. Um, so to see this brand that I'd not heard of before, if I'm honest, seemed to be an engine developer and then um, Catchpole taking out for a drive in the canyons in america um in california and and it was wicked cool video i i just the the criticism i have about that and this is why when i think about the ren 550 which is the re-engineering build that's going to happen um is that it didn't for me blend high-end development and kind of what you would think is the modern day um ability that you know in terms of engineering in terms of chassis design in terms all, all that stuff and but then it was it tried to throw too much modern in and it just like the seats for example are really very modern seats and it just felt a little i mean in fairness to catch he mentioned it as well the seats weren't his favorite just got to be really careful haven't you i think and that's what came away i'm sure the car drives incredibly well um and it's obviously very well executed but it's just those those the touch points the things you see and the things you you know when you're in the car that's what you're driving the car that all that stuff matters more than the cut the paint or you know because you can't see all of that you're obviously focused so the steering was really important the gear shifts are really important whether that's paddles or whether you know the click of a paddle or whether it's the notchiness and the bolt action kind of feel of a gearbox rather than you know a rod action gearbox if you have ever felt one of those with spherical bushings um versus a cable setup you know, you can, you know, those rod action ones. You can just end up where the rod goes all straight into the gearbox. Basically, it's so direct, and and it gets that you get that beautiful clack. That you end up being in the opposite situation and trying to put some compliance into it to make sure that it doesn't feel too stiff or too kind of notchy. Um, but it's actually easier to dial back from that than it is to kind of create a really firm. Um, firm shift into a into a cable driven gearbox so it it, it's for me it's that blend right is and that's what i'm going to really try through the testing phase of the Ren 550 to try and achieve which is that really fine execution between picking up on the new and making sure the things are designed to much higher tolerances than they would in the 50s 60s 70s 80s even Um, but actually when you look at the um when you look at the car it doesn't feel uncomfortable there's not something that's like there's a synergy that needs to be there for me and that's what i found in the um, workshop 5001 car it just lacked that kind of flow between the old and the new cool video though totally recommend having a look on the Hagerty, um the channel to see that um weird thing that i've noticed that i thought was really cool actually is on ebay uk at the moment there's a um, flood, and I mean flood because they're constantly coming out, of vintage Porsche photos. Um, and they're amazing. They're like, they're not reprints. They're not, um, you know, negatives that have been left and someone's made, you know, taken a lot of prints off the negatives. These are genuine photos from the 60s and 70s with, you know, the, the absolute pinnacle of cars you'd expect. Really famous stuff. Um, 917 pictures all sorts of things rally pictures you know these cars that are completely iconic these are original photos there's one with sterling moss just kind of leaned up against um, a car you know leg on you know on the tire of a car and i'm looking at it thinking i don't think anyone's probably ever seen that before that's probably the first time that that's actually gone into the public domain so whether you want to buy one or not i mean there's loads of them and they're going for a, between you know 10 british pounds and I mean, some of the some of the more iconic ones, I guess, or potentially iconic are going for 50 or 60 pounds, but I still think that's a bargain. So I haven't bought any yet. I'm gonna keep my eyes out for something and see if I can you know, buy it and then frame it, because I just think that, really, again, really cool. I don't know, what I've tried to get in touch with the seller to sort of see if I can get them on the channel and have a bit of a chat about where they all came from and back history of all those photos, but um, no joy yet. But the, yeah, go and have a look anyway and see what you think. Let me know in the comments section if you're on YouTube as to what you think about those. It's this time of year in the UK as well, where uh, if you're new to a modern-day Porsche, because it's probably the early stuff, you've got a 912 or an early 911, the wheels and tyres are quite narrow. But for any modern Porsche, there's this thing called the Ackerman effect, and 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 I'm on most of the Facebook groups um, and general 911, you know, 911 groups. Don't post a great deal, but I listen a lot. Um, but you see this flood of people that have got their first Porsche and they put the lock on when the weather's cold and the ground's cold and the tyre compound's cold. And you get this and, it, and it's really... If you don't own a Porsche and you're just listening to this for interest, it's really disconcerting because you spend all your money on this car. And then you put the lock on and try and reverse or even drive forwards and it feels like the front axle—because is going to front axle but the front of the car is going to like fall off. It just this horrible vibration in the, um, and it feels like it's skipping across the ground that is the Ackerman effect it's completely normal so if you're listening to this and you're a bit concerned about the fact that your car feels like it's going to disintegrate on you chill if it's cold weather it's just where the inside of the the, the, the inside of the wheel is moving um trying to move at the same rate as the outside of the wheel and it's skipping along obviously if you would in much the same way if you had a really locked up diff it kind of feels quite it feels very similar to that um don't worry it's fine it's not a thing you don't have to worry about it you can just carry on as normal but um just be aware its probably a good indicator that you need to warm the tires up before you push on a little bit um but yeah just to dispel any myths or kind of settle people down because i've seen lots of comments from new york new york porsche owners that are freaking out about what's, what's wrong with their car nothing absolutely fine um, if you've suffered from this Ackerman effect and it and it shit you up <laughs> put a comment in and let me know or we'll, we'll jump over on the Instagram page and, um, and let me know what your thoughts were and whether you had a bit of a panic attack when you first um, had this horrible presentation coming through the steering wheel funny um, I think we're going to leave it there for now, that's my catch up and it's 25 minutes um, yeah have a lovely week, I'll catch you up at the end, but for now here is um, an, uh, an overexcited idiot. I'm back, the car that they should never have sold in the first place, and I will catch you back at the end. Welcome to Reengineering, the dumbest automobile channel on all of YouTube. Uh, here you are, finding me with the exact same car I had a couple of months back. Let's get into it. <laughs> So, welcome back, and this is the uh, collection. This is the collection part yeah, in the last couple of episodes of my 2018 priority. And uh, very excited I was too about collecting my first ever 911. However, it wasn't to speed for very long, and then I sold it again, and that sale went through about 16, 1700 miles later in a couple of months. So, now I'm bringing you back up to date with the collection of my 981 Porsche Cayman.
1: Obviously, before I bought the
0: Cayman,
1: yeah, I was just you know oh, Cayman Boxster, Cayman Boxster, Cayman Boxster, yeah, yeah, and then yours came up with that the spec and the seats. I thought, oh, I can't say no to that. And as soon as I no, got no, it, no.
0: literally
1: as soon as I got it, I was like, do you know what? I not been, the one. should have got a Boxster. It's not the one. Oh man. Uh, also, I was kind of cursed because um, I think about five days after I had it, I had to do some heavy lifting. Sort of, kind of took me by surprise.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so I had my back. Oh, man. See, so literally, for weeks, the first three or four weeks I had the car, my back yeah. to I took it for a drive, I took it for an hour's drive. Yeah, yeah. Round about Woking and all these sorts of B roads. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't walk after it. Oh, man, that sucks. So, literally, the whole time I had it, was kind of cursed. And then, the place where I gave this for a service, had this, sorry, where I gave well, the you came gave it in for, the for a came service, came service, service, had yeah.
0: this there. Right, okay.
1: And it just, really, you know, the paperwork is rubbish. So. The service history book was lost. Of and this? It's, yeah, so all these kind of. It. So it's like, but yeah, there are two cars with issues with <laughs> service history books, right? And, um. But after a bit of research, I found out it's pretty much got four services,
0: but four full service history. That happens quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know why people do it. I was looking for a runaround and the same thing happened. It, no service history, service was so files. people just don't care about them. No, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. So, and so then, this has, what, sort of mixed. Dealer and aftermarket? Well, or? basically
1: there was five years when nothing happened.
0: Okay. So the last four or five
1: years the guy's hardly driven it. Yeah. Because um, he's been living in Bristol car was here, in London. Yeah. And then he's given it in saying, right, well, I want to sell it. So yeah, that was that, fingers crossed. I mean, there's the old battle and things like that, and there's the... Uh, what year is it? 2010 something
0: like that? 2009. 2009, yeah. Kay. The
1: very last of the 987.1. This is end of January 2009. Okay. And then I've seen February 2009, 9,700.2s. Okay, right. But then the difference between, the difference sort of a month is five or six thousand pounds. Oh, mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? So just to show you, this is, this is um, Charles Ivy. So have you ever heard of Cooper, like Mini Coopers? Yes. So this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this was the Cooper Works factory. Uh, ah, right, wow, is, cool. So, so this was the original Cooper Works factory where they delivered. And um, so look at the whole...
0: Thing full of, full of yeah. Um, yeah. So this, these
1: are the guys that serviced. So they serviced came my in. Came in, yeah. Yeah. And... Awesome. the my Cayman. Yeah. Awesome. They had two, um, two branches here in Fulham. Okay. For 20, 30 years, they condensed it all into this branch
0: now. Yeah, yeah. Because um, just to be, just to be actually, just to clarify, right? That my car. Has been over serviced, as yeah. so that is, it's made it's yeah, exactly. normal service, entry, exactly. and oil so no changes and in between. And There's a letter from the George <coughs> Garage, yeah, yeah,
1: saying we're well, sorry about the service services, trip. yeah, yeah. Right? So it's not an issue, but I just thought they maybe just kicked maybe off about right? it. Maybe just didn't, didn't
0: change his mind. Yeah, well, might um, to be fair, I was anyway.
1: going to spend a fair few on top,
0: yeah, to get a boxer from them. That's what right. I took it it wasn't just to sell. Well, it's, yeah. the, it's their loss, my gain, because yeah. I, you know, if I'd have not got out of the 911. and Tried to go and get my car back yeah. and I'd missed it by a month or a week or something. I just, right. oh mate, I'd be absolutely devastated. Yeah, so, yeah, I do get that. Do you know it would
1: be, be interesting because the ultimate was, you know, plan next year would be to get a 981
0: Boxster. Boxster, yes. And okay. um, well, I'll been, keep an eye out if I see yeah. one that's like a, the perfect spec, oh, I'll give it a shame. Because
1: the, the thing about this is the interior is really dated. Yes. Is and, you, and, you, and you put a, a, car, um, lane, yeah, yeah, a yeah. car player. Yeah, so, so a car which is. That was good because
0: so. that was dead simple on this car, whereas on Cayman it would just be really complicated. So, my plan is to. I'm going to order when I get home the um, NM Automotive or Joy Auto, Joy Auto this module what, and then rip it I was wondering myself. because on the website,
1: at the headline page on his website, and he says he does it for the CDR system. Yeah. But then we actually go to the website; it's not listed there. Oh they do do it. I've, in, I've been do, in
0: touch. Okay. Yeah, and, and you can obviously you can pay people to do it for you. But yeah. you know what? I've been doing sort of this stuff for ten years. Yeah. So I'm just going to. In fact, what I'll do is I'm going to do a um, an episode where I literally follow me step by step. Yeah. And then show even me doing the you know switching the ribbon cables and doing the soldering and all that stuff because that way someone can follow it and do their own car. Yeah. And yeah. Save a bit of cash, so yeah. yeah. With all the um, bits and pieces you did on my car when you since you had it, was there anything a problem? Any no. Pain? No? No, it's Just, it's pain just, just much newer isn't it? <coughs> you
1: know, because obviously the exhaust had been replaced already. Yeah. So those bolts were
0: only, I mean, they've barely been out if, of the yeah, wet. are a couple it, of years old at most. Exactly. So, but yeah. even if
1: the guy had put that valve exhaust on from new, you, you know, those bolts were only seven years old. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. what? What I found so
0: what, You plus gas any of it, or did you just no, go I it? To, No, I didn't need it.
1: But even on here, it looks like the pumps have been replaced at some point. Okay. Okay. I've had a You know, I'm
0: yeah. going to do this myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and and you can get Porsche finance with it. So I get I, look. I yeah. get people buying through the OPCs. Like if you're a bit risk averse and you just want to make sure that that Everything you get is perfect. Oh, oh this is why I hate it. And then get this from. So I had to park it
1: this So I blocked it in
0: with the other cars. Yeah, yeah. It's my life It is interesting. So I've been to a few events now. And it, I don't want this to be. It still feels like there's a bit of a hierarchy. Oh, yeah. And that oh, 100%. It bothers me. Yeah. And I'm hoping that by going from a Cayman to a 911, a decent 911, yeah. and back to a Cayman again, yeah. like there is, I've got no, I've got no skin in the game anymore. <laughs> I've had a 911. Yeah. There shouldn't be. There yeah. shouldn't be. You know, hierarchy is stupid. They're cars, and so as long as you get an enjoyment of it, you're passionate. That's, that that should be yeah. about all this. Well,
1: part. I I didn't go to this Porsche meet, the Fairmont meet, when I had the Cayman. I could have gone right. twice, and I didn't. Right, right. Because I didn't want to be You didn't
0: want to be that guy. I didn't want
1: to be the guy in the base in the base model of Cayman You know, whereas somebody said to me, some a Barbara said to her, Oh yeah, but this guy might be there, he's got a he's got a Cayman GT4. Mm. And I went, yeah, because he spent 120000 yeah, pounds on exactly. his, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, a, that's, yeah. So
0: much money. But things I
1: in I mean I've begun to comics 30 years, right? mm. So all Volkswagen means. But you'd go there, I'd be my Schrocker, and 90% of cars would be marked one Mark two off. Of
0: course it will, yeah. And I they'd had, be on the on the deck. I had
1: no interest.
0: Yeah, yeah, in no, no, no. I'd go along and go, yeah, nod.
1: Nice, yeah, uh, yeah. one got off, I'd look at the engine bay, because obviously it's the same engine bay. So yeah, 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 Whatever engine they could put in there, is, I could put in mine. Yes. Right? So, mm. but for their cars, and aesthetically, no interest. Mm. So when we went to the Fair meet the other night, you know, this 911's worth hundreds of thousands of pounds. I don't know, hundreds of thousands of pounds. No interest. I was looking at them, Everyone's, you know,
0: dribbling oh, and, yeah, they
1: Look yeah. at the interior of this, I didn't realise this, you know, they must have been fully restored, just the leather stitcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, really nice. And then there's a chap with a bright yellow 987 um there, who's put speed stripes on it, he's color coded. everything, sort of yellow inside, <laughs> okay. and I was more, had more interest in that, to be yeah, honest.
0: Yeah, so yeah. So
1: now I'm thinking, well, oh, speed yellow.
0: Mate, I and love then, the speed yellow. Yeah. I think... So, I, so well, that was your, your 9-11 speed yellow? Yeah, my priority yeah. was, yeah. yeah. And then I looked at uh, Chris Harris's old GT3 Touring, and he had a Speed Yellow Touring. Right. And he'd wrapped it Signal Yellow. Um, and I think I do prefer Signal Yellow. It's like a deeper colour. Yeah. But you know what? My, my Carrera T, that Speed Yellow is is a lovely colour. It's just a fraction lighter. So, if, But if you love that, then great. It's, yeah.
1: Don't see too many 9-in-1 uh, boxes in yellow there's maybe two no three. no no White, they, white's a
0: white's pop, pretty popular, popular color color. yeah yeah white's there's a, there's a few true. red and i like red as well yeah guards Red is nice um, um there, you get there's a few pts cars knocking around yeah i, I definitely
1: yeah. after because the 987 looks pretty good from a distance now because yeah. it's been machine polished and all the has been taken out. Yeah. however you can still see all the paint things so yeah. uh, i just think a flat color is just easier to live with
0: totally yeah um, i am going to go in through and do i mean it looks in, just walking up to it, is in great shape still mm. so i'm going to do a two-stage cut using for recla stuff yeah been a bit of help to the channel so i'm going to do a bit of a dump of that but um nice stuff. i've
1: got Franklin g whatever yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah really got good got stuff some that, yeah. really really good every time polo pulled the id4 gets
0: scratched just get <on> <laughs> a there.
1: bit of on it nice just uh blend the lacquer in.
0: yeah good <laughs> So I need to sort of get some cash to start with. Um, do you mind if I grab, take a quick look around the car before we do this and then I'll, yeah. we'll get yep. sort of some cash out. Let's go for a drive and uh, I'll talk to you a bit more about whether this was a good idea, whether this was a shocking, Remorse led disaster. Uh, I've had the car a couple of extra weeks now before, since I shot the, um, the collection video. Um, it's all going to be bundled into one, but I wanted to give it a little bit more time to just figure out whether it was a decision that it was the right decision or whether it was just me getting overexcited about it and wistful and rose tinted about a car that I'd had and then lost. So that probably is a good place to start talking about what my plans are now I've got this car back. You can see from the GTS and from this car, um, like this, the sort of base Cayman's are all plastic, so the door cards are all plastic. The dash is plastic. Uh, there's no kind of luxury materials inside this car. And I've got two minds on whether I care about that. On the one hand, I don't. And I didn't, when I bought the car, I was not bothered at all about the fact that it didn't have leather everywhere. Um, it actually felt like they had made the car a little more honest and it wasn't trying to be something it's not. Because it's just a base Cayman, so it's, you know, is it, really, it, it right to dress the car up? On the other hand, I think, you know, well, you're keeping this car forever now. Um, what would you like it to be if you could configure it from scratch? Uh, what would you have chosen? And, and the answer is stuff that's not available. For this car, um, bits of GT4, bits of Box to Spider, bits of 991.1.2 extras and bits and pieces—all the stuff that could fit in here—I want lots of stuff from lots of different places. So, when I was thinking about how I'm going to what I'm going to do with this long term, that's what I came down to: make this car the car that you dreamt of, that wasn't available isn't available you can't buy this stuff off the shelf uh, again Andrew and I were talking a few minutes ago about whether um, that sounds like a good idea to him um, I initially when I started thinking about what that meant and I started looking at wheel options and you know because literally we're talking the whole lot now um, standard car to fairly modified but OEM plus um, I was looking at BBS e- E88 so I've always loved those wheels in gold with a polished rim a aggressive offset not like stuck right outside the car or needing to start smashing arches in or anything like that but just um, to give you know when you see uh, 997s some 996s and they've got the GT3s I'm talking about now and they're on E88s or LM's and it's fairly flush fit but they are this little arch gap being a white car I think this would really suit that look Uh, did look into it that was one of the wheel options I looked into. Costed it up, it was about four and a half thousand pounds for the wheels. Um, the wheels, buying the wheels wasn't the issue. It was the delivery date, and the delivery date they're looking at, at the moment because of all the stuff going on with supply chain is middle of 2023. Currently we're um, middle of 2022. Did I really want to wait a year for a set of wheels? No, the answer is not. I didn't want to wait a year for a set of wheels. Um, then what were the options? So then I looked at GT4, and box of spider wheels. GT4 ran, I think, 11 inch wide wheels with a, with a sort of similar offset. Fronts would have gone on fine. Backs would have been a problem with the PASM shocks. It'll run over a bird. Um, yeah, and, and I, ignoring the width, which is totally overwheeled for this car because it's a 2.7 i don't want it to look like a gt4 wannabe i don't particularly like it when i it's personal preference you guys might love it um when someone dresses a base model or an, even an s-up to look like a gt4 it's just unnecessary there's no need for it so that broke those wheels off um what else have we got gts four liter wheels great tons of money i think that's six and a half thousand pounds from porsche um so new I'm not going to find them on the aftermarket or available second hand or very rarely I would have thought which made it a slightly difficult thing to do um, then I found out that Boxster Spider Wheels are exactly the same and they're much more obviously because the car's a lot older there's much more likelihood of finding a second set of those so um, so without spoiling too much Boxster to Spider Wheels I'm not going to say any more about the spec and colour and all that stuff all the journey to try and get them done what else so now you can start to get a feel for actually this car is not going to stay standard it's going to be modified and principally that is what the whole plan is is to configure this car using secondhand or very good aftermarket parts um, to get this car to the point where it's what I dreamed of or what I had in my head as a vision um, we're talking interior we're talking suspension package uh, brakes that I don't need because Again, this car is a road car, it's not a track car. There's no point of sticking huge brakes on. This does a perfectly good job of braking. I've never got this fade. Um, there's going to be some styling and colour changes. Uh, and I'm going to talk you through all of those things. So that's effectively pretty much wraps up what the plan is for this car now. So we've gone from this car with some nice mods, not even mods, options. So the Sport Techno wheels that you've would seen in the early videos um, gone put back to standard, um, sold, jumped into a T, <laughs> loved the T, loved what it stood for, lots of flaws though that, I, you know, just for, for me personally, didn't suit um, Buyer's sellers, remorse, went by miracle, uh, as you've seen at the start of this video, back into this car, and now... Uh, we've got a whole series coming where I will walk you through every step of this being built the car that I really wanted. Whether I do that, I've had two, again, two minds of how I'm going to do that. Whether I'm going to go collecting all the parts and then have them all in uh, Brent HQ and then do it over a weekend. as one massive time lapse and then drive in, totally standard drive out with all this stuff done. Or break it into lots and lots of videos and then show you each step of the way. Uh, so I haven't, still haven't decided what which I'm going to do. But those videos will be coming out very soon. Uh, but for now, if you haven't, if you like what this is, and you like the channel, and you've enjoyed this video, please go and give me uh, thumbs up and like, and subscribe, and tell your mates and say that you know, Rent Engineering is a good channel. Um, it'll help the, especially because we're so new. It's going to really help the algorithm. It's going to pop us up, and just you'll, you'll, people start seeing it in the home pages. So. If you like this stuff please do make the effort to do those things it does really make a difference um, thank you all so much for watching I really hope you've enjoyed this uh, whether you disagree or agree or you think I'm mad uh, for, for doing what I'm doing tell me in the comments scrap it out between yourselves uh, what do you think uh, yeah and I will see you all again in the next installment of reengineering whether it's for waffle whether it's a tech talk whether it's for heritage um, yeah lots coming take care bye for now i hope you <laughs> enjoyed listening to that um it's obviously over on the youtube channel now so you can go and watch the episode as well but um yeah i've i yeah i say this every week but i'm finding these fascinating to watch back it's really good um i'm going to take a break it feels like that's a natural pause not an end but a pause to these episodes on that kind of series of selling and buying back my my, my nine eight one. God, I'm getting Freudian slips the other way around now. Last week he was talking about a nine eleven and saying nine eight one. This time it's the other way around. um Yeah, the, the, the modification series is going to begin, but I want to take a break because it feels like a natural space to do that, and we'll get into more tech talks, more heritage episodes, more waffle. Um, that love letter to Bist Heritage, all sorts of bits and pieces will be coming up over the next few weeks. So um, do stay tuned. I hope you have a lovely week. Um, Don't forget, if you want to be on your Porsche stories, you can absolutely do that. Just drop me either an email, info at reengineering.com or any of the, um, yeah, DM me in any of the accounts and it's at reengineeringuk on Instagram and reengineering everywhere else. For now though, thank you and uh, take care and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.